ladies and gents, boys and girls. Before we even get started on whatever we got going on today, I need somebody to explain this man with this art room here. I got an art room. I got an art room. Picasso's. Leonardo da Vinci's, even though he wasn't an artist, he still made some good work. You know, I got my Fornicetti artwork in here. You know, I got my Matisse's, Mona Lisa's, everything you need right in this art room. What more can you ask for? <laughs> I'm the one that's doing the most, keeping the fade close. Mr. Funkadelic Jones. <laughs> and it's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti. And how much art can I collect? I guess we're going to have to find out. Lord have mercy. Gee, someone, oh, please, yes. someone please take the camera. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh, yes. Big art. Mm. Jeff Coon balloons. We're going to get into today's word, ladies and gents. To, 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 to today's word. Do you have a five-minute rant, Mr. Picasso? <laughs> uh, other than I've been collecting art, you know, I won every auction I've been in. Oh, so yeah. that's my accomplishment for the week. Oh. Every single auction I've won. That's the high point in my week. So that's my five minutes, Bill. <laughs> America, why do we got to start the show off like this? <laughs> <laughs> why do we got to start the show off like this? Oh, man. I, I don't got I don't got too much going on. Like I had too much going on, so I really ain't got too much of a rant. You know, like I said, for me, it's always gonna be a hey, look, man. We root for everyone and everything black, and we definitely supporting black women out here, protecting them, Lord, protect them. Definitely, definitely. But it's right. time to get into today's word, and I'm gonna turn that over to Mr. Picasso. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about a work of art. We're going to talk about the whole Megan Thee Stallion situation. Now, if you heard in the news, I don't know what's going on. Apparently, Megan got shot in the foot. Her, she was with Tori. They came from a party with Kylie Jenner. And a lot of people were, like, freaking out over the internet. They were like, oh, my God, Megan got shot. And then she went online. She was like, all right, guys, relax. I got shot in the foot. So people were trying to figure out who shot Megan in the foot. And later on, it came out that Tory Lanez supposedly, allegedly, shot Megan in the foot. And they said they were dating. Now, I didn't even know. That was news to me that they were dating. I didn't even know. So it was memes going around online where they was talking about Megan and the doctors, and she addressed the memes and how she felt unprotected by Black men. So... With all that going on in that situation, I need to know your opinion. First of all, help me understand something. Let me just, let's let's bring the train people all over the world. Go <laughs> I need to back the train of Megan Stallion and who is they? <laughs> Tory Lanez, Quarantine yeah. Radio, Quarantine, Quarantine. <laughs> Listen, it's cool. To, it's cool that they want to have fun doing quarantine and all that good stuff. But Megan Stallion and Tory Lanez. Mm. How anyway, anyway, my whole thing about it, I just want to know how the hell y'all go from partying with each other to chilling with Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Where did Kylie Jenner come from? 
You know, you know who really shot do you know who really shot Megan the Stallion? Who? A female that was jealous because she ain't got Megan knees. Hey, look, man. <laughs> Bionic knees. Bionic knees. Robotic knees. See, that though, like, I ain't got Megan knees. Titanium like, knees. Got them Terminators. But no, nah, man, I mean, at the end of the day, man, like, that whole situation was just crazy. I'm just happy. I didn't know where she got shot at, but, you know, apparently she got shot in the foot. So I'm just happy she all good. At the yeah. End. You know, meanwhile, I'm just trying to figure out what Tor for a Tory, Tory Lane ain't but like like five three, five four, buck forty. She a whole she a whole country thing. That's why I'm like Tor like Tor Tory ain't Tory ain't mm in the words of Chris Tucker, <laughs> he ain't handling that right. Come on now. Let's stop playing around here, man. But nah man, I'm just glad that they all good in that situation. Everybody was freaking out. Everybody was just like, Megan Stallion, Megan got shot. I was just like, I said, wait, somebody really shot Megan Stallion? Yeah. <laughs> I said, damn, man. One of, my, one of my old boyfriends or something like that. One of my old, one of her, one of them, them girls, his, their ex-girlfriends that came out the blue. They looking for you, Megan. You, you know you got enemies out here, Megan. Look, you man. know you got enemies out here. Savage. Like the song classy, says, classy, <laughs> bougie, bougie, ratchet. ratchet. <laughs> oh, man. But you, but you know that situation, uh, I mean, that situation is just crazy enough. It's not too much to cover because everything is already out in the open. But I will want to say with these uh, memes, I didn't really care for them based on the fact that she got shot, period. She got shot. You know, you don't make fun of that. And a lot of people, I understand they want to be ha-ha, but not when it comes at the risk of somebody's health. So all I have to say is, you know, guys, we definitely have to uh, do better when it comes to talk about our women. Because even if she were to get shot in a more, you know, life-threatening situation, we don't want to make jokes about that. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the foot, the leg, knee, whatever. If she got shot, that's a dangerous situation. And... There are people who died who got shot in the hand, the foot, and there's arteries in those areas. So let's relax with the jokes. Let's make sure, you know, calm down. Everything doesn't have to be a joke. Make sure we have our women uh, feel protected. So that's all I have to say about that situation. And Tory Lanez, watch where you're aiming at gun, bruh. You can't be up there shooting women. See, my thing is with... And like like you said, like you said, we make sure we protect knowledge. But I want to get into something else. It's, it's something that blew my mind. It's just like celebrities, rappers, all you guys. You guys kill me. Because everywhere you guys go, y'all carrying a gun with you. I understand. I understand y'all celebrities. I understand that. You know, people are after y'all. People gonna try y'all. You know, Tory Lanez. You you got a little buzz. Megan Thee Stallion. Everybody know who Megan Thee Stallion is. But y'all be killing me when y'all when these altercations break out. Oh yeah, he, he just got to shooting at people. My man, you wait. You make way too much money to be carrying a gun. But, like you make way too much money to carry a gun. I'm gonna just keep it all the way real. I know it ain't too much to cover right here, but my man, you just make too much money to carry a gun. If I was even making 500000 
a million dollars, I will not have a gun in sight. That's just me personally. Because guess what? When they start looking for people who they who uh, who was doing all the shooting, who you think they're going to come out the first? You, because you are the selector. Mr. Lance. I mean, if you have entourage, if you have security, like you got Drake, you know, he has a security, shot to Chubbs. Put yourself in a situation to where you don't need to carry a gun. Joel Sotana, we all know what happened in that situation. It's a lot of rivals who get caught up on gun charges that are unnecessary. So I don't know who's after you, whether you're paranoid, whether you got to watch over your shoulder, but it gets to a point to where if you feel like you need to carry a gun, I need you to be more careful. Maybe you need to stop rapping about some of the stuff you're rapping about. Maybe you need to settle some street beef that you got going on because whatever got you carrying a gun, you may say it's for protection, but I don't know who needs protection like that around the clock 24-7 with their Glock in their pants. See, <laughs> Drake is a prime example. I'm glad you brought Drake up because Drake used to be the main dude talking about some, I got dudes coming off the hip for me. Drake, stop. <laughs> you don't stop. You don't you don't have killers in your camp. I tried to tell my man's that when we we was on a game and he was just like, I don't know, Drake. Drake made too much money to be even caught up in stupid stuff like that. Right. He makes too much money. So the same thing with Tory Lanez, you make too much money to be caught up in something with some gun charges and all that. Like I get it, y'all rappers, y'all glorified. You know, y'all glorify, y'all talk about it. I understand rap is a is a dangerous genre. It's a dangerous job being a rapper because people are going to test you. But at the end of the day, that's what you get security for. All right. Simple. I'm just glad Megan okay. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, uh, I'm glad she okay. <laughs> I'm glad she okay. And I'm glad, you know, you have millions of guys who will help you make you better help you feel better get well soon megan hope that foot stays great you know hope it heals up so next thing you know we're going to talk about another situation and we're going to talk about this uh i honestly don't know where to start with this you know mm-hmm. I, I i'm just sitting up here thinking about this and i'm just like first of all you already got the feedback when it comes to August Alcina dropping a song. And it's like that situation is not even finished. Let, let's get into that right quick. Let's get into that right quick. Did you hear the song? I, I didn't even. I, I'm not even going to take this it's serious. Because so <laughs> I seen somebody post that on an IG story. I said, you know what? Help me understand. Hold on. Let me, let me back up. Let me approach the mic one time. Right. Listen, guys. I understand y'all like to capitalize on marketing. Mm-hmm. Because again, Jacquees did it when he did the little King of R&B. He made the whole album named King of R&B. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, got some slamming tracks in there. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. But this man, this man, she she made the word entanglement. This man that made a whole song called Entanglement. Capitalizing. Again, capitalizing. He it's a like, jam. Oh, I'll be honest, it's, it's a jam. I didn't even listen to it. I didn't even listen to it yet. I, like, it, maybe I should listen to it. It's, it's a jam. I'm just, it's I'm a bop. Just like, I'm just like, 
So I seen people post that I was just like, I know August did not make a song called Entanglement. He got Rick Ross on there, so you know. I, it's I for seen the ladies. That, I was just like, huh? I was just like, <laughs> Lord. I said, Jada, look what you did. Look that Rose did. touch on there. Look what, you look, what you, look what you did, Jada. Like, we'll this, walk man, marble like, floors. Like, oh. <laughs> this man went out and made a whole song called Entanglement, bro. I was like, <sighs> nah, but y'all got, if you haven't heard of it, you got to listen to it. It came out yesterday. It's definitely a bop. I'm, so, I'm probably listening to it tomorrow. Nah, you got you to listen to it. But what we going to get into... This situation, again, I don't know where to start. And what I'm talking about is Nick Cannon, Nicholas Cannon, <laughs> Mr. Wild and Out, Mr. 100,000 Jobs. Okay, so if people should be familiar about this, if they are not, let me fill you in. What happened was he said something on his podcast where he was talking about white people, more specifically Jews, and he was talking about how they're evil and how they've tortured other races and how they're, you know, like animals, basically. And the Jews who run Hollywood didn't take too kindly of that. So the people at Viabon, not Viabon, but Viacom, those people who control most of the shows, you know, MTV, VH1, I actually have a MTV shirt on, ironically. They're the ones who weren't happy. So they say, you know what, Nick? You're off the air. We take you off. No more wilding out. So I remember trying to watch a new episode and I'm waiting, eight o'clock. I look on TV, the French Prince comes on. I'm like, wait, what's going on? So what that means to tell you is not only did they take him off the air, they took him off the air right that second. So a lot of people in the black community was like, hey man, thanks for saying something, thanks for speaking up, don't apologize. And it wasn't even 40 hours, I think, 48, 72 hours, and then he, you know, offered his apology. And now he said the black community didn't really hold him down. The black community turned it back on him. So he sent some messages that sent people, you know, to worry about him. He was like, peace, y'all can have earth. I'm out apologizing to people. He met with a rabbi and he was apologizing profusely to a lot of people. So enough of me talking about this situation. I want to know your opinion on him apologizing, wilding out, he's fighting for the rights uh, Oprah extended offer, Diddy extended the offer. What's going through your mind with this? Two things. Number one, I get like I get it during the times that we're in right now, especially with you know all of the Black Lives Matter movements, and you hear a lot of Black people in power, Black people like Nick Cannon who got a lot of power. They trying to speak up. Nick, it was just bad timing on your part. That's the definitely number. One. It was definitely bad timing. I'm all like, you speak, you speak your mind. I ain't got no beef with that. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, you send it, like, I'm in your corner. But you know, right, right now, it, it's just bad. It's just bad. They they just looking to paint us as villains right now. That's why exactly, like, it's, it's bad time to come out with something like that. Yeah. Now, another thing, too, that, like, like my man said, you got to understand, Nick, Nick, you work, like, I get it, Nick, you got enough money to, you could probably do stuff on your own. A hundred percent. But you work, you, your shows on MTV, your shows on VH1, 90% of the time, white folks, you work for white people. So of course they're going to be offended. <laughs> they're going to be offended regardless. <laughs> so 
And I like what Charlemagne the God said. It's just like the very end of that when he was just like, damn, I'm trying, I'm trying to re, I'm trying to requote that joke. But more just online, he was just like, yeah, like we, we we can't say we can't say nothing about we can't say nothing about that, but they can say they like, but they can they just be killing us, but we can't speak our mind. Of course. Understand we are we are the target, bro. Like we like Black people in freedom of speech don't even mix. They don't mix. Like right now, right now we talking on this podcast, we can say whatever we want. But I guarantee you, if we was working for somebody or somebody has signed us and we come on here and say something that they don't like, snatch that joke just like that. Hey guys, we don't like those remarks. That's why I always say, that's why I always say, even what, even like doing like now. Even like the college players, like the the, the uh, college the college players that was looking for all these white universities to say something. I was like, first of all, dude, y'all gotta understand who's running this ship. White folks. The moment you say something, the moment you step out of their box, they pulling all that. Now again, MTV and VH1. Who the hell was even watching MTV and VH1 outside of Wild and Out? Love and hip hop is trash. Black all, Ink Crew is garbage. All that comes on uh, MTV is ridiculousness. Like, who's watching that? That was like their money. That was their like money making show. Honestly, even though they played the same games over and over again, but that was their money making show. They got pulled and it got pulled off. Now, Nick, you apologizing? Don't get me wrong. Again, people make mistakes. It's just what it is. People make mistakes. But you got to understand, too, you being a brother, Nick, sometimes us like us saying something and then apologizing, it's too late. It's too late. Like, we can say something, yeah, man, you know, I don't like, I don't. you can say something that's going to offend, of going to offend these corporate people, then you turn it back, like, I just want to say, man, my remarks were just crazy. Again, black it's different for black and white. White people can say it. They get a slap on residents, don't say it no more. Black people say it, it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, they they going out your bank account. If you got a TV show, they pulling that. They go, they going out to at least, they're gonna at least take at least 60% of something you got. Definitely. Just be just because you just because you said something and try to apologize for it. So now I seen that Diddy extended his offer. I, I didn't see the overjump, but I did see uh, Diddy do it. And again, Nick, maybe you should reach out to BET. Maybe you can see if, like, hey, let me slide on BET and see if, uh, if they want to, like, pick up Wild and Out. But I, I think, don't MTV probably still own the rights to it, right? Uh, Vi- Viacom oh. is, uh, they own BET too. They own a lot of stations. Oh, well, 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 I mean, yeah, you try to get with Diddy, bro, and see. <laughs> Jack, oh, give it over. Put it on own. Get it with over. Shit, yeah. I'm just saying, like, that's better. Than, at least you're going to be still in the air. Yeah. You know? The but, thing about uh, this whole situation is it's crazy because it shows you how much power is in Hollywood, more specifically mm-hmm. with the Jewish community. Mm-hmm. They own everything. Every station you're watching even the stations that, you know, like own and you have revolt, a lot of them go through 
you know, Jewish people. So when you get accused of anti-Semitism, that's a red flag. That means, hey, you're this close to being blackballed, to being kicked out of Hollywood. So all of those jobs that you have, Nick Cannon, are now threatened. And I remember, I think he said he left the Mad Singer. That was flowing around in the news circuit. I don't know uh, if it's confirmed or not, but he said he left that Fox, you know, that's another channel. Uh, America's Got Talent. I don't know if that's still on uh, NBC, but that's also owned. You know, every single channel out here is dominated to a point to where all the subsidiaries and extended channels, you really can't have too many places to go where you can sit on your own podcast and say, hey, X, Y, Z, this is how I truly feel without some repercussions happening. And a lot of people are upset about Nick Cannon. And for me, I understand at this point in time what's going on in America. We want people to be able to say it with their chest. But I think Nick Cannon was in a position to where he was in a rock and a hard place. And he was thinking about his kids. He was thinking about, you know, making sure he has food on the table, basically. And if he had to do an apology to do that, so be it. You know, a lot of people are going to be mad at him. A lot of people are going to say, hey, I don't like how you, you know, didn't take back your apology. But at the same time, how do we know it wasn't going to be a trickle effect of you lose one job, then another job, then another job, another job? Like we call Nick Cannon, you know, the guy of a thousand jobs. These people who sign your chest could take each one of those jobs away. And you have nothing, <laughs> you know? And the worst thing, one of the worst things that could happen, one of the worst things that could happen to an entertainer is being blackballed, because that means you have no money, no income coming in from Hollywood, and it's really feast of fire. You really got to survive for yourself. So I totally understand and get it from a business standpoint of him apologizing now uh carlos miller shout out to him he was cracking jokes you know he was like dang when do i sign up for unemployment <laughs> but a lot of people were cracking jokes at b simone too they was like look like she gotta get that nine to five but you know this is one of those situations to where like it it, it got real quick but see when you look even when you look at the cans the wild and know like because you know nick goes out you know he recruits all these guys but a lot of these people that he recruit, with with Nick with Nick Nick saying what he said, yeah, Nick gonna hurt his career. But you look at everybody he has on the on the show, they're already established. Yeah, they're already established. Everybody from the DC Young Fly, Chico Ben, you know, they got their own little show podcast. B Simone, of course, even though she go to her own issues, got Connie Hitman and Charlie, they all. Uh, oh, they they veteran battle rappers. So a lot of these guys already have platforms. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not one of the situations for them where it's just like, damn, like if I if if, if Wild and Out stop, my whole bank is done. No, right. a lot of them already already have their own platform. But Nick, I just hate I hate that it had to happen to you. I hate that it had to happen to you because I just sit back and I just be like. Nick, I get Nick. I get it, Nick. That in the black community, you, you honestly, Nick, you you are like you're like the the token black dude. 
the token black face for most of white networks. You know what I mean? America's Got Talent, The Mad Singer. You know how you know how to get jobs. You be having like fifteen hundred jobs everywhere. I turn around, hosted by Nick Cannon. Hosted by Nick Cannon. So you be having you be having money coming in, but it's just a matter of damn, Nick. It, as I said, bad timing, bro. And, and again, it's almost it's almost the same thing where like you look at just average Joes like us. And you know, people think like people think that social media is just social media. Nah, your balls can run across social media. Somebody work for the company can work can uh come across your social media. And if you over there saying like, ah oh, man, I hate this, I hate that, I hate this, somebody can easily pull you to the side and just like, hey man, I don't like them comments that you said on social media. Like you think people ain't watching you, but people are watching. Mm-hmm. So Next thing you know, they're going to like either take it down or you got to go. Because we can't have that represent. We can't. It's all about it's all about rep, uh, representation at the end of the day. They're like, oh, we can't have that. You know, you got two business dudes like us. I ain't going to lie to you. If I had somebody underneath me that was saying, saying crazy stuff, I'm going to froze them too. I don't care what color you are, black or white. I'm just like, yo. You you messing up money now, like I, like, hey, I'm all for what you saying, but yo, you messing up money right now, bro. Cause again, you like him, like Nick saying that that could potentially just hurt that company by itself. They be like, oh, so that's how he, oh, that's how he really feel. Oh, I guess we ain't working with them. Y'all got some anti-Jewish people in here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, ain't I ain't working over here no more. Every time that y'all close there, didn't y'all have wilding out? Y'all had Nick Cannon on that? Mm. No, nah, I'm good with that. That's it's money you messing up for them. It's so, it's, cra- it's crazy how uh, long Nick Cannon, uh, Wild and Out, been on. It's been on since elementary school. Oh, five. Right. Five. Right. Been on TV for like 15 years, bro. Right. 15 years. <laughs> Man, Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick was doing numbers, man. But yeah, like a lot of your favorite rappers out here work for a lot of these companies who are owned by, you know, Jews, and they can't even say anything. So if they really speak their mind, they they got these contracts to where they gotta do exactly what they're told, and they really can't speak their mind. A lot of people are like, oh, why you ain't rapping about this? Why you ain't rap about that? They can't. <laughs> they got. They they in the contract they can't unless they go unsigned. But a lot of these deals, you know, you don't get out until you do your obligations, whether it's uh, two or three albums, and not even that because you get in a position where they say, "Oh, we're gonna shelf this album or this album not good enough," and next thing you know, you stuck in a, a label dispute. So a lot of these people really gotta watch what they say, and they're not as free as uh, people may think. Yeah, and like I said, man, it's 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 one it's one of those moments. Whether whether you look at the music, it's just entertainment altogether. Yeah, especially if you look at Hollywood. You look at like you you look at Hollywood. You look at like actors and actresses. You look at prime example like the Martin Lawrence's, the Tyler Perry's. Um, who else had who else in there? They just like they say the the, the Hollywood dress, Hollywood dress. Like you got to put the dress on to make it. Mm-hmm. You know. What I'm saying? 
you never know. If, if Martin ain't never did Big Mama House, well, people they probably they probably would have uh, smashed his name. You got Tyler Perry, same thing. Even though Tyler Perry owned his own stuff, but when he first was coming out, they probably was just like, "Hey, look, man, you don't put that dress on. You never know what was going on behind the scenes." Yeah, you know, like like Hollywood probably didn't want to work with Tyler Perry because of, ah, well, you cool, but we don't want to see nothing but Medea from you. Mm-hmm. You, like you never know, you never know people' backstory though. Yeah, because so, a lot of times when it comes to making Hollywood, just a, us, a lot of people always talk about ownership, and that's nice and all, but you have to play the game at the end of the day. Whose country yeah. are you in? You know, you can say, oh, ownership this, ownership that. Read the room. Whose country are you in? Who owns Hollywood? You can do this and that, but at the end of the day, you look at every successful person that's been out here, and they have to play the game. They have to play by some sort of rules. You know, even like you said, uh, Tyler Perry, he had to, you know, do the Madea, Madea thing. Yeah, he he, he wore that Madea, that Madea thing out to the ground. But, hey, again, I, like, unless you, unless you got your own company, you putting your own money into it, and you distributing a movie by yourself, you got to play by somebody's rules. Right. That's just the name of the game. Like I said, that's why I say it's a difference difference between partnership and ownership. You partnering with a a filming company, they're going to be like, all right, that's cool. We'll work with you with your Medea movie or we'll work with you because of this. But then when you start stepping out the box, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, those Medea movies, we like those. Or these kind of movies, we like that. You talking about trying to make uh, a black cinema kind of movie. Nah, we gonna hold that over there. Mm, that's not what we want to partner with. Right. We ain't. We not trying to do that. So you gotta understand. Like you got, you gonna have to play by somebody's rules. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody gonna try to finesse you a little bit and be like, if you don't do this, I guess we gonna have to take business elsewhere. Yeah, and- it's 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 definitely uh, one of those things to where you look at how Hollywood is and you really have to know your business if you really want to make it. Pretty much. Simple like, as that. They be, hey, they be doing black people dirty in Hollywood, man. Oh, they do. They do, um, period, in life. So, <laughs> Hollywood just Hollywood, 10 times worse. Hollywood for sure, man. They be trying to get black people roles like they always try, oh, he, they got to have, like, the black gay friend or something. Like, they, always, they be trying to get black people to just roll, just be like, yeah, go 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 play that gay person right there. Yeah, like, and a, a lot of people take them roles because they got to take what they can get. You know, exactly. the crackhead, whether it's the junkie, whether it's the baby mama, the prostitute, the hey. it's like Holly Berry, you know, I think she was a crackhead or something like that in one movie. I know she did crack and losing Isaiah, but it was something else with like, like let's talk about uh, Monsters Ball where they had her have sex with uh, Billy Bob Thornton and then she won an Oscar from that. <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's real crazy, you know? You know, training day, you know, Denzel had to be the crooked cop and yet he won an award for that. Yeah, same with Lupita Nyong'o. She won an Oscar, you know, getting beat as a slave. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like you, you got that's what I'm saying. Hollywood, man, Hollywood already corrupted as is, but Nick just is is you gotta you, you're going out to play by somebody's rules at the end. Yeah. Especially if you, you especially if you work with somebody, if your show signed with somebody, as soon as you sign that contract, understand it's some calls in that joint, bro. Just understand that. Yeah, definitely. Uh keep your head up, Nick. Uh no, you're best man. No, you could do it all. So what we're going to do, we're going to move on to our next topic, and that's about being petty. So I know a lot of people out here got their PhD, their petty degree. So I want to know from your perspective, you ever been petty, some situations that you experienced pettiness, and what's your petty level from 1 to 10? Just, just give us the deets. Petty, my petty level, honestly, now, mm-hmm. I would think my petty level is like a two. Yeah. It's really at a two now. Like, you look, if you look at, you look at probably back when I was like 16, 17, or eight, like, early, like my early 20s, it would probably, I would say it was at like a seven or eight or something like that. Not, not, I wasn't like a petty dude, but I knew how to, I knew how to turn that joint on when I had to. At now, at 27, I personally don't care about a lot of stuff. Like, because me, bro, I'm a firm believer of karma. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer of it. Like, it's going to catch up to you one day. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. But they're going to be like, remember that petty, that petty nonsense you did? Surprise. Boom. That don't caught you. But, nah, man. It's just, I, I try not to be petty with people. All right, real talk. I try not to be petty with people, especially now. Because I learned the older you get, it's like the more doors you try to open for yourself, you never know. You, you never know who you're gonna need. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know what steps you're gonna need to take. And you messing up relationships just over some petty nonsense. I'm gonna be straight up real with you. Nah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> Like I like I remember um, working my let my very last my very last uh, loss prevention job. You know, it was a petty situation. You know, I could have been petty about it, but you know, my old my old partner got me thrown out the store. You know, I'm a customer. Granted, I I know the people in there, the employees that work there, but I'm a customer at the end of the day. And, you know, he got the manager to throw me out the jump. So I was just like, you know, I called a supervisor, you know, supervisor basically same same way. Same way was just like, well, you know, I got we got the right to do that. I was just like, oh, 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 is that right? Yeah. So, you know, man, like I could have legit been petty. I could have been a petty dude then. But it's been, it's been plenty of times where I've ran into – times where I was like, I could be petty about this. Mm-hmm. I can really be petty about this. You know, you know, I I got my own, I got one of my own family members doing some dirty, they doing some dirty stuff to me. You know, I could be petty about some of the stuff that they be doing, but at the end of the day, try not to lose my composure and just be like, hey, it's all gonna come back. It's all gonna come, like you being petty to somebody, you doing somebody, you doing somebody dirty. Trust and believe, 
It's gonna catch up to you though. But I'm gonna get your perspective. I ain't mean to hold up the clock though. Nah, you good. You good. I'm good. Like for me, I think I'm in the same boat because I I feel like you would say that when you get older, you just learn to let stuff go, and you you just don't care anymore. At the same time, I say my level was a nine to ten. You know, I was super petty. It'll be stuff that happened years ago. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to get you back for that. Waiting mm-hmm. for the perfect moment to strike. But now it's just like, I just don't care enough. You know, whatever happened in the past is the past. But at the same time, I replace pettiness with uh, distance. So I'm not the type of person to be petty, but I'm going to just be like, all right, I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to let you do your thing. You know, because I don't believe, you know, in getting people back. I'm not big on revenge anymore. That's that's too much bad energy that you could be doing something else, you know? That's energy. That's time. That's effort that you're spending to, to something negative that you could be doing something positive with. You could be living your life, but yet you're taking that energy. You're trying to get somebody back. That's wasted time. Focus on yourself. Focus on things that could be beneficial to you. So as far as pettiness, I think it's a maturity thing. I want to say that, like, the more mature you are, the less petty you are. And there are some things where it's like, like you said, I could get people back. I could really do them dirty. But at the end of the day, I'm going to just let you have it. You know what? This argument we having, you won. You right. You got it. You know, when it comes to every situation, you got it. It's no argument, no beef, no situation like that. So uh, I've been in petty situations to where, you know, me, anytime people ask me a question, I always let them know. You know, if I don't know, I'm be like, hey, look, I don't know if I'm going to get back to you. I always tell people, but what happens is, you know, there are some things I don't know. And I ask a question and people will be sure with me. They're like, you don't know what that is? Like, I had a situation to where uh, I asked a question. And I was just like, oh, I think it was something about school subject. I was like, I never heard of it. So what is this? And they was just like, it's this. And they told me, like, the class, like, let's say psychology for example right let's say Mm -hmm. i didn't know what psychology was if i don't know what psychology i'm like hey what's psychology it was like it's psychology and it's just like okay (laughs) it's like wow first of all you didn't tell me what it was second of all you gave me an attitude so i was just like wow all right next time you ask something i'm gonna give you the same energy you gave me but for me you know i grew out of that i was just like nah you know what i'm gonna let you have it because I, I, I'm just not going to ask you no more questions. <laughs> so me being petty would have tried to get back at them. But me now, like I said, distance, leave them alone. So uh, not really petty on my part. You know, those days are over. I'm glad I'm glad we brought up petty because now it's time to get down to the nitty gritty world with fun with delicate. Ladies, help me understand something. Because y'all take petty nowadays to a whole different level. Y'all really do. First and foremost, y'all be arguing with y'all ex-dude, new girl. Y'all be y'all send her friend to add her on IG, to follow her on Snap. Try, like, y'all trying to slide in his DM, trying to – y'all, like, he moved on from you, so what y'all trying to do is y'all trying to slide in the DM. You try to, like – you try to slide in her DM, his DM. Y'all try to you try to break them up. 
all because you're miserable. Help me understand something, ladies. It ain't that serious. It's not that serious. Now, that's why I said, like, ladies nowadays, again, y'all in social media, that's a dangerous weapon. Fellas, they they are like, I, I get that the FBI is, 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 is semi-scary, I guess. But ladies with social media, that's a whole different monster. Because trust and believe, if they ain't going to get you, one of them homegirls sure are going to catch you. And they're going to get you caught up in a situation where it's going to be petty. All they got to do is pick up their phone, talk to their, girl, their girlfriend, their homegirl, and just be like, hey, call him up and talk to him right quick. Just to see if you're going to cheat. And if you do cheat, boom, there go her being petty. Oh, so you're going to just talk to my friend like that? He didn't even know that was your friend. He didn't know that. But it's just like, what what, what are y'all accomplished by that, ladies? I, that's what I want to know. And, and that's what I need you. I'm going to ask you that, too. But what, do, ladies, what do y'all accomplish by doing them kind of things? Put in the comments below. If you're, if you're watching us on YouTube, put in the comments below. If you're listening to us through uh, any other podcast station, head to our YouTube and put in the comments below. Just everybody come to YouTube. And- Please. Like, I want to know. If you want to hit me, if you, if you put it in the comments below, if you want to hit me up directly, I'm all for it. And the DMs. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. But it's just like the level of petty it's, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, ladies can be petty. Like, fam- like, family can be petty sometimes. Family can be real petty some- at times. Yeah. They can, like, they can hit you. They can hit you with the, oh, so you going to act like this. You act like you too. Mm. Like, you, that's like, that's like saying if you ever ask your family, for, like, family, your mother, father, whoever you live with, and you ask them for some money. They give you a whole bunch of lip, whole bunch of attitude, but when they ask you for some money, and you be like, "Nah, I don't got it right now." Now, now they expect you to feel some kind of way, or they try to be all like, mm, "That's how you gonna do?" Every time I ask you for something, now you just looking like, I, "I said I ain't got it. I didn't tell you no. I just don't got it right now." Right. Now they feel some kind of way. Mm, every time I ask you for money, you ain't never got no money all of a sudden. That's that's all right. That's all good. When you ask me for money, when you ask me, don't ask me for nothing else. You be like, mm-hmm. bro, I remember that too. Like I remember, I, like I remember that. I remember that working at one of my my loss prevention jumps. I told a girl no one time, <laughs> and I and I will never ever forget. That's what the same word she told me. She said, don't ever ask me for nothing. Right. All because I told her, no, one time. We wasn't even dating. <laughs> we just co-workers. I just told her no once. That was the end of that whole ball game. She must have been feeling for you, boy. <laughs> I, I want to answer your question, uh, the one that you presented to me about the women thing. It goes back to what I was saying earlier. It comes down to maturity uh, when it comes to dating and things like that. You have, uh, in this case, immature women who don't want you, but don't want you to move on. And that's something that they have to, you know, take upon itself. That's why I say be careful who you date. Because, you know, girlfriends, they ride together, they die together. Girlfriends for life. So when it comes to that situation, 
they're going to do anything their girlfriend asks them to do. You want to sabotage your guy's life? John Tucker must die. You want to, you know, ruin this guy's new situation? John Tucker must die. And that must mean any potential relationship he's getting in, he can find the new love of his life. You couldn't have been good for him. That's okay. Not everybody's for everybody. But he found somebody that's good for him. And in this situation, you're like, mm-mm, I don't like her this. I don't like her that. You know how women get. She got this. She don't look bad at me. I'm going to go sabotage that. And next thing you know, if it ends up working, hypothetically, if it ends up working, he will find himself in a cycle where the new girl thinks that he's messing around and he's he can't find, you know, a new partner because the old partner keep getting in the way, keep cock blocking and just leave him alone. You know, you dating other guys, you don't want, you having the time in life, but you don't want your ex to move on. That's very childish. Like, I, that's very childish. That's all I can say. It's childish, it's ignorant, it's immature and, you definitely need to grow up if you're doing that. Now, one of the one of the most dumbest things ever is when somebody move on and yet y'all being petty about it. We y'all hit the whole. I mean, what's she seeing him? Or she don't look better. She don't look better than me. Why are you being so petty? Why do you even care that much? Or like, you know how you break up with somebody and they be like, oh, they wasn't good in bed. They wasn't that cute. They wasn't why, this... it, why does that stuff why why does that stuff come out after y'all break up? Could they hurt? Like why be petty about that? Or like when you see the per when you see the person after y'all break up, then you're gonna be like, that's why your that's why your your sex game is trash anyway, you know. And that was like yeah, what what do you accomplish by doing that? What Nothing. do you accomplish? <laughs> like real talk. Nothing. And I want to say uh, it, it comes to men too. You know, men who talk about this, oh, she this, she that. You know, on both parties, at the end oh, of the day, different. you was messing with that person. So anything right. you say is invalid. So right. that's a reflection of yourself. You saying this person, this, this person, that. You got to look at yourself in the mirror. You're the one who is messing with that person. So what's that say about you? You know, right. you say this person dirty, this person messy. Guess what? You dirty and messy as well. So you got two people, you know, who are together, like-minded. Like, there's a saying where it's like, you attract, like attracts like or something like that. And that's not in every case, because sometimes opposite attract, but most cases, like attracts like. So if you find a girl in the club, you know, or you find a guy in the club and he dancing all up on everybody and you get in a relationship and the relationship is toxic, look where you found him. In the club. A messy atmosphere. <laughs> fellas, 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 fellas. Now that I got the ladies out the way, fellas, Help me understand something. Because y'all be throwing me off too. Y'all be y'all be quick to talk about some she belong to the streets. Y'all be quick to be like, oh, these chicks be for everybody. And just like my man said. But if she was for everybody, but you messed with her though. You dated her though. You gotta help me understand something. Eddie. 
Because you can't you can't say you can't say she for everybody mm-hmm. and you trashed. And then you and then you go out and you start trashing and talking about something, hey man, bro, she easy, she for everybody. Oh, hold hold up, player. Hold mm-hmm. on for a second. Hold on. You you say she was everybody, she belongs to the streets, she easy, you know what I mean? She might have topped you off. And then you going back to the and then you going back to the streets. And you talking about her. That's a whole circle right there, player. Something don't sound right to me. Like like I said, it's where you find people. So, you know, you messing with chicks where you know they're not going to be faithful. You know they're messy. You got chicks who, you know, doing all this stuff on social media that's not recommended. You got girls twerking and pouring liquor bottle in it. But, like, girls who was in quarantine radio. I got... You guys know I'm talking about girls who was on quarantine radio, you know, like that. You like, oh, I need a chick like that. And then you get a chick like that and she mess with this guy and that guy and that guy. You like, oh, nah, bro. She from the streets. What you expect, the angel? Look where you found her. That's <laughs> fellas, 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 fellas. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even going to put all this on the, on the ladies because nah. guys, y'all do it too. Y'all do that nonsense too. Y'all be the main ones quick talking about my thing is my thing is and, and and one thing that I noticed too is when you shoot when y'all shoot y'all shot and y'all yeah. get rejected. Yeah. How she how she go how she all of a sudden ugly all of a sudden. Help yeah. me understand. Or how? Yeah, help me understand something. You, you over there was you just you, mad. You, was, you was over there pick you was over there doing a traditional hold on. I'm and I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna demonstrate right here on the show. Uh-huh. Y'all want to do the traditional hood dude, the hood dude approach. Excuse me. Excuse me. Red shirt. Excuse me. Excuse me. Then when she tell you no, that's why you ugly anyway. Hold on, blood. You just spent 15 minutes trying to get her. She ugly all of a sudden, though. Where did the level of pettiness come from? I mean, where did the... These guys out here don't have no game, you know? Uh, and... It goes back to where you found her because there are girls who answer to that, you know? Oh, I know. Oh, there are, I know. There are girls who answer to that, and it comes back full circle to look at where you found her. Any girl who answered to stuff like that ain't really got no self-respect, don't really know herself, you know, mess with guys like that. So at the end of the day, you get what you want. You know, you want a girl who out here for everybody. You get a girl who out here for everybody. And when she does things that, you know, you don't like, quote unquote, you talk about some shit for everybody. You can't play with a snake. And then when the snake bites you, get mad that the snake bites you when you knew it was a snake in the first place. I'm <laughs> like, if like it's girls who have in their captions, I only mess with dudes with money, and you be like, you can see it in the comments. Oh yeah, you can mess with me, sure they got money, and then when she only wants you for your money, oh she from the street, she a gold digger. No, she told you how she was from the jump. You just ain't listen. You just staring at her body. <laughs> you know, come on, bro, this on you. Same, like I said, same thing with my ladies, same thing with my guys. When y'all got all these standards that y'all want for y'all for y'all significant other, but yet at the end of the day, you barely you barely making it your damn so. Yeah, my shoulder gotta be this, she gotta be that, she gotta be this, she gotta be that. 
yet you don't got no car. You don't got no will. You on public transportation. You know, you might still stay with your mother. All these different things come into play. Ladies, same thing. I want a dude to have money. He got to be able to get my hand done, blah, 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 blah. You are still part-time working at McDonald's. You are on the bus as well. And then when people, then we'll be like, when they look at you, be like, man, she be like, oh, he a broke dude all day. Oh, shit, man, she, oh, she bum, she bum shawty over here. Now y'all feel some kind of way. How y'all feel some kind of way? Help me understand something. How you feel some kind of way? They telling the truth. You can't get mad because somebody giving you a reality check. I'm just saying, though. Yeah, it's a level of pettiness in that, but... You know, all I have to say about this is let let that pettiness go because eventually you're going to get too old. And if you're still being petty, it's just showing your age. You know, like they say, after your age, not your shoe size. Just just grow up. At the end of the day, when it comes to being petty, at some point in time, you just got to let stuff go. Grow up. Let stuff be. Just leave it alone. Live a better life. We out here trying to get peace, not trying to go into negativity. Hey, look, man, y'all worry about all this petty. It's too much money in the world to be go- to, to be petty right now. We trying, we trying to be entrepreneurs out here. We ain't got time to worry about you being petty. You, you know, y'all petty stuff, baby mama, all this nonsense. We ain't got time for that. We trying to get some money out here. We trying to build businesses out here. We trying to marry somebody beautiful black daughter out here. I'm just saying. Don't, don't hate for Don't hate for with Della because I said it. I said it. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> now I see some ladies tonight who should be having my baby. Baby. <laughs> but now, nah, uh, unless you got something else you want to speak to the people. I ain't got nothing else, brother. I'm just, just my level of pain is just rolled for this artwork. <laughs> Man, you know what I mean? Hey, look. All the art you can have in the house, you know, black artists welcome. I collect black art too. You know what to do. So at the end of the day, as we recap, we want to talk about the Nick Cannon situation. Keep your head up, Mr. 1,000 Jobs. If you, you know, know Nick Cannon's situation, those 1,000 jobs that you work for the white man and them signing your checks, you could create for yourself. Entrepreneur, you know what to do. Also, we're going to talk about Megan Stallion. Get well. Hope your foot heals up in Tory Lanez. Bad move, man. I, I hope you I hope you learn from this situation. And being petty, don't be petty. You know, mature, grow up, do yourself a service, and resolve around positivity, not negativity. So that's really all I got to say about that. I'ma say this. That art fake anyway. all the original pieces 100% the original artists I got it straight from the Louvre man straight from the MoMA (laughs) it's a one on one hey John come on here we just talking about being petty I'm gonna be petty how you get an art room man Jay Z (laughs) man Jay Z lent me one piece man I couldn't turn that down (laughs) he ain't even paying for it he getting borrowed see look at that Hey, look, man, at the end of the day, the decor got to look nice. You got to decorate. I got to accommodate. <laughs> we got to coordinate. We got to coordinate. <laughs> look at this coordination. How he got how he got Picasso? I just got to stand at the wall. Hey, look, man, you got to start small. 
Get you one of them neighborhood artists. <laughs> mm-mm. 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 Listen, black power, but mm-mm. he got room full of Picasso. That's crazy. Look. That's crazy. That's crazy. What are you going to get on up out of here before I get mad? Because he got Picasso <laughs> on the <laughs> <laughs> Big artwork, big art energy. Oh, man. Hey. We all love art around here, man. But it's your boy, man, that soul brother, Mr. Funkadelic Jones. And it's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti. And what's better than these art? Women. Women are the best art creations in the world. Women. Women. Black women. Black women. Walking pieces of art. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed. Walking pieces of art. Black queens, we love Mm y'all. All right, we going to get up out of here. Peace.